Hey, Editor Seth here. Before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to let you know there are a couple spots where Sabrina's audio cut out while they were recording. Uh, They're brief, and it shouldn't affect the overall cohesion of the conversation much, but we wanted to let you know ahead of time. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm so happy to be here with my two podcasting buddies, Vicki and Kim and Sabrina. Yay, together. And the new friend. Yes. 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 Yeah, so his name is Pano, and he is 17 weeks old today, Aww. and he is very blonde, and he's a canine. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, he's a Small senior. detail there. Four right. legs and a tail, yes. Yes, <laughs> if, you're, if you're relatively new to the Homeschool High School podcast, you may not have heard of a uh, seeing eye pup in the background. They've been around for a while off and on, but... Um, Different ones over the years, yep. right. yeah. There have yes. been a, a number of pups in the background going... <laughs> Over over the years, and two of them are actually working, guiding people, and helping change their lives. And isn't that awesome? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Chano's due for a nap, so he may whimper a little bit, and then he might snore. Okay. Well, I think we would all be fine with puppy whimpers and puppy snores because pretty much puppy anything is kind of wonderful. So yes. welcome, Chano. Yeah. <laughs> We're delighted to have you on this episode, yeah. little, little dude. <laughs> we'll have to put a, put a bio in for him too. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, there's just, there's room in the homeschool universe for all types, for those with with four legs and a tail and a little whimper and a snore and for uh, moms like us who are veterans who did a lot of years in the trenches and have now graduated our babies and are big sistering those of you who are still actively homeschooling and there's room for the kids who love love everything about school and the kids who don't love much of anything about school and those who are coming into their teen years so confident in who they are and they've got their eyes on a goal and there were and those who just don't know what they want to do there's room for all of it right because there's not one right Right way way to be a teen or to homeschool that's right that's right and so that's something we actually want to lean into a little bit today we have had a lot of really cool discussion and some of it really kind of um like heart uh, moms really pouring their hearts out there with, mm-hmm. with frustration and discouragement mm-hmm. because their teen doesn't love to read that's such a big pressure on yes. homeschool moms you know like our kids were homeschoolers so our kids are supposed to be bookworms. passionate lovers of book yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. And so we've, we've done episodes in the past and we've talked um, a lot on social media and we'll, and we'll touch on some of that today, but there are ways to help a teen like reading more or at mm-hmm. least feel more confident and less overwhelmed mm-hmm. as a reader, even if they're not a natural bookworm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to kind of come at it from a little bit of a different direction today and maybe encourage you to think about your teen as an individual. 
and how important it is to recognize things that are weakness in character that need to be worked on and built up, but then to also notice when something is not really a character flaw. It's not really um, laziness or, or any sloppy attitudes. It's just a part of their individuality. So yeah, is that a decent setup for what we wanted to talk about? Are you yeah. saying that if a teen doesn't love reading, that that lack of love of reading is not a character flaw? That is actually exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, it can be really hard. You're in a co-op and we, we say we don't believe in that comparison thing. I mean, that's part of the reason we're homeschooling is to create an individualized, right? Uh, maximizing our kids' oh, yeah. unique potential and all that stuff. And yet we still do it. We hear another mom talking about how their kid is blazing through Les Miserables and just <laughs> loving it. And we're like, yeah. Well, you know what the crazy thing is too, as I'm, I'm thinking about this, we, we live in an age where there are so many different media that our kids can use to learn mm -hmm. too. They're not, you know, not that long ago, being able to read, sit down and read a book was mm -hmm. a big thing. Mm -hmm. But now how many kids can learn so much information yeah. through the internet? And maybe they don't like to read a book, but are they willing to sit down and read through something on the internet to learn something? Yeah. I bet they are. And if not, are they willing to watch a YouTube? Are they willing to watch a whatever and just go with it? So yeah, maybe we need to sort of change the yardstick or the measure too. Like what yeah. are we... What are we calling success with reading? I, like yeah. I think as you described so well, you know, yeah. are they are they able to read something and comprehend and whatever? They don't have to love it. And you were you were telling us earlier about one of the gals you were talking to who all of her kids but one loved reading. Yes. And yes. so yes, yeah, so and that's why it felt so that. wrong. Yeah, yeah, she, you know, we were we were tossing ideas back and forth. You know, how about audiobooks and mm. how about read aloud and just. And how about using movies as a springboard for, and yeah, we tried all those things. We tried all those things. He just, he just reads really slowly and he just doesn't like it. And, you know, I, I said, well, can he read? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even if it takes him longer than he wants mm -hmm. it to take him, can he understand what he's reading enough that then he can, he can go on and do something with it? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I, that's success. Mm -hmm. That's a kid who knows how to read. And, you know, have we gotten um, the idea of lifelong learning infused with a love of reading? Oh, yeah. Because there is some, it's not a direct correlation, but there's some piece of character development and flaw. And if someone is not interested in learning, mm -hmm. there's often either some degree of laziness or some degree of arrogance. Nobody mm -hmm. can teach me anything. I already can figure things out on my own and I don't need to be told, you know? Mm -hmm. So there can be in, in a kid who really is not interested in learning. And we're not talking about someone who is having to overcome an intellectual disability or, mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. an attitude where I don't, I, I know enough. I don't need to learn anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. That maybe is a character thing we want to work on with a teen. Other ways, it just doesn't happen to be books that grab mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, I think if we take the pressure off ourselves to have high-performing teens, 
and say they they in the context of lifelong learning and the context of trusting that God has a plan mm-hmm. for each young person that maybe we can reel our own expectations back on what yeah. what we're demanding of those kids who just hate reading mm-hmm. and while they they have to, I mean everybody's got to read some yeah. But like Kim was saying, it can be other things, right? Um, you know. But instead of aiming for like fifty books in a year or reading yeah. what is, is to read some some shorter things. So you know, we'll put links in the show notes too. We've got all kinds of blog posts on, you know, here's some short things that young people can read and, yeah. and good mm-hmm. ideas that we've seen work. You know, with our kids, the ones that didn't love reading. So, um, so anyway. Absolutely. Um, it's it's maybe God has other plans and yeah. we can work on those plans instead of wasting hours and hours fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need mm-hmm. to read these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay, so here's a radical question. And ooh, this might this might push some buttons for some people. And I'm not trying to push buttons. I'm really trying to help all of us mm-hmm. do all we can to keep growing as educators too, right? Mm-hmm along with homeschooling of a it was better back in the day it's the old ways it's the we've we've lost so much you know and and yet there are all of these tools for learning like kim like you were talking about via Mm -hmm. the internet and and things like charter schools in the traditional schooling world Mm -hmm. are leaning into the idea that for some kids if if they're very stem oriented they're probably going to read fewer works of literature, not no works of literature, but fewer mm-hmm. because they're leaning into their STEM wiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. But that's not this. Oh, do you remember? I'm sorry. I'm rabbit trailing so bad today. It's just yes. where my brain is. Do you remember? Um, it was popular a while back. I haven't seen it in a while, but people had um, an eighth grade graduation general knowledge test from like 18. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And it was, and it was very popular for homeschoolers to kind of be like, wow, you know, my kid doesn't know any of this stuff and I don't even know half of it. And boy, education has just gone down the toilet. And then people started saying, well, wait, hold on. Where is there anything in there that tells you how to operate a cell phone and how to navigate an airport and how to, you know, all, how to work through customer service when you're trying to order something like there's all kinds of things that totally are not represented there that our kids are learning how to do. Right. So maybe it's not that there is there is this sacred trove of knowledge that all humans must have. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's that our kids need to know how to learn things for all of their lives. Yeah. And hmm, yeah, maybe there's like kind of a weird we're afraid to let some things go because we might not be doing a good job educating them. And really the only way to evaluate how we're doing is to look at our kid as an individual and see what kind of fruit is being produced in their lives. Are they able to form relationships? Are they able to ask questions? Are they able to offer help to others? Are they able to study and find a resource to learn? Are they able to do something with their hands? You know, there's so many ways for us to see what a, what a good or bad job we're doing simply Mm. by looking at our child as an individual. Mm, yeah. That feels a little bit scary. 
It's nicer mm-hmm. to have a litmus test, right? And hold the paper up to their forehead and it comes, oh, look, it comes up that you, we've done a good job. You're, you're well-educated. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and how about too, the idea of maybe getting input from someone else? Maybe sometimes mom who is doing the primary work with the student or dad, whoever's doing that primary work, Maybe we're a little too close sometimes mm. to really know. Maybe we don't see the progress that's been made. Mm-hmm. So maybe a trusted friend who's part of our homeschool world, maybe the other parent, maybe um, you know, maybe another family member mm-hmm. who's not involved with education might be able sometimes to help you say, okay, but let's look at your kid. You know, they can see a different a different side of our of our child and can. Um, appreciate some things maybe without all that with the without the frustration and the and the layers that we might feel as a homeschool mom who has or homeschool dad who may have you know ideas of what what we should look like and in relation to our child especially as a reader I think that's a, a good kind of segue into what do you do you know if, if your kid doesn't love reading is you don't want to see them as a flawed human being. And like Sabrina said, sometimes they're being lazy because sometimes teenagers are just being lazy or Mm -hmm. pulling themselves. But you know, the the kids who don't love it, it's it just me maybe that God has other ideas and to get someone else's ideas about them you know that's part of career exploration mm-hmm. is yeah. having feedback you know teens to get feedback from people outside the family that know them mm-hmm. you know i see this in you like their their oh, youth group yes. leader or right. a co-op teacher mm-hmm. or something because what happens is sometimes teens you know, they have angst and they doubt themselves, you know, even worse than us moms doubt whether we're doing a good job. And, uh, and so if they can see what their strengths are, you know, that like this, this is who I am. This is how God made me. God made me to be a STEM kid or a work with my hands kid or a helping kid. Um, that's how God made me. So the things that aren't my strengths can be just things I work on, but I want to really lean into those strengths and, and be a faithful steward of that. So in doing then what you suggested, Kim, is helping teens not feel defective yes. because they're different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah, because that can be... That can really weigh on them if, mm. if they feel like oh my, oh, yeah. family loves to read and I don't. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, I'm know. I'm the loser in the family and like oh yeah, God doesn't make losers. Not at all right. And, and we've had students that have um, have not wanted to use some of these great resources that we've mentioned. You know the audio books and because they feel like even that is failure. And that's not even, you know, that's when mom has been saying, this is great. Let's try it. Let's try it. And they're like, oh, but it's not because, you know, it's not the book. Like mm-hmm. they, the kids themselves yeah. maybe have a narrow definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is success? So maybe we need to help them broaden yeah. that to see so those that they strengths. see their successes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, part of the reason that this is so hard is, and Vicki touched on this, I think Kim did too, but we, we get our own identity tied up in Mm -hmm. our kids Mm -hmm. 
academics. And it's bad enough that as parents, we feel like our children are, you know, showing the world our character, like, you know, as if they're not ever making any decisions for themselves Mm -hmm. that maybe aren't directly our fault. But anyway, (laughs) so we get that money just as parents, anyway, then when we homeschool, Mm -hmm. that whole extra layer of, okay, so their academic results Mm -hmm. are somehow telling the world that I did a good job or I did a bad job. And Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's where, that's where we need that call to humility, right? Mm -hmm. Because none of us, God did not design any of us homeschooling parents to create some kind of Mm -hmm. human that looks as, I mean, God is the one Mm -hmm. who designs and who draws our kids to him and who shapes them as they are in relationship with him. And it doesn't mean we're not doing anything, but we need to be really careful to not think we're God (laughs) in our kids' lives. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, We heard a great, um, at a homeschool conference we got to go to one time we, we met Angie Smith and I will always remember. And I wished I heard, heard this when I was younger and when my children were younger, we don't need to be Jesus to our kids. We need to need Jesus in front of our kids. Yeah, and this is this is a place where that might really come into play for you. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. All right. So if you have a kid who does not like to read and who mm-hmm. reads slowly and who does not have a diagnosable something with processing mm-hmm. or whatever, because that's mm-hmm. another thing to look into. And there were actually... Um, that was a neat thing. One of these conversations on social media recently, a couple of moms were coaching each other saying such and such sounds like, and have you asked your eye doctor? And, you know, so look into those things too, but you have a kid who you've ruled all those things out. This kid just doesn't enjoy reading, reads slowly, finds it to be clunky. Mm-hmm. Try those mm-hmm. tools. Yeah. Try audiobooks, try read alouds, try discussion groups, try movies. Um, and if those things are falling flat, that doesn't mean you take away the book list, mm-hmm. right? Just right. like if somebody doesn't enjoy math, pick mm-hmm. me, pick me, <laughs> I, still had, I still had to do math in high right. school. That is just a part of it. So, okay. Mm-hmm. But like Vicki said, 50 books on the book list is not a great mm-hmm. choice if your kid mm-hmm. just doesn't like to read. And yeah. Kim was right. If they are engaging with other kinds of learning, then really lean into that. You know, one of the lovely things, um, this is one of my faves, of course, is literature analysis with teens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's really, for me anyway, it's not actually about the books. It's about the critical thinking process. It's about observing humans, right? Maybe they're fictional humans in this story, but I'm looking at their motivation and I'm yeah. thinking about why they're making the choices they're making. Yeah. That's a life skill that you should be using with real humans who are not on the yes. pages of a, a, a novel, you know? Yes. So the lit analysis part of it, it isn't really to prove that you're an excellent reader. It's to, it's to sharpen your thinking skills mm-hmm. as you're approaching adulthood. If yeah. your kid is finding other ways to sharpen those thinking skills, that's okay that it's not happening with lame is. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And and for moms who, who are doing study guides with their non-readers, they just don't like to read. You can do a study guide by discussion. Yeah. Rather yes. than just sit yeah. down with a, you know, here, fill this thing out, kid. 
um, that that just because they're adolescent doesn't mean we have to toss the discussion kinds of things like right. do you do it together verbally mm-hmm. right and with friends or oh just this, add in yeah. some friends yeah sometimes that's magical dust right yeah. there right <laughs> friend of dust <laughs> well, as Sabrina likes to say add in some cheese doodles <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah. So don't be discouraged, mamas and papas. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you're a homeschool parent and you're thinking, but, 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 mm-hmm. take a good deep breath because mm-hmm. it's okay. Your yeah. kid does not have to love to read and that's not a character flaw. And you are doing them a great service if you remind them that they are not defective, that God doesn't make losers and that they need to um, notice and learn about the ways that they are wired mm-hmm. and then still read and stretch, you know, do a little hard work. A little hard work is good for all of us, but, uh, but yeah, it's okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And it will be even better. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. 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 All yep. right. Keep, keep okay. That. So on that, inc- I'm sorry. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on that note of encouragement, because that is where we always want to land with our homeschool mm-hmm. siblings. Mm-hmm. We want to land with encouragement because there's plenty out there in the world to discourage you. Yeah. But as your homeschooling big sisters, we want to encourage you. So on that mm-hmm. encouraging note, we're going to wrap up this episode. And we would love for you to make use of all of the blog posts and all of the freebie downloads and all of the literature study guides and all of the career exploration tools available at sevensistershomeschool.com. These are pieces of curriculum and um, um, other kinds of resources that we've created because we found them to be helpful in Mm -hmm. our own homeschools and in our co-ops. And as we linked arms with one another, you know, that's where Seven Sisters came from. It was Mm -hmm. the six of us actually homeschooling our kids in the same general local area and Mm -hmm. joining together um, to, to help each other in that process. And we really want to be linking arms with you too mm-hmm. and encouraging you because there is not one right way to homeschool high school. <laughs> so hang in there and enjoy the ride. Yeah. And, and thanks to- for, thanks for meeting our new little puppy friends. Yes. Thanks yeah. for uh, listening to all the jingles. They should be quieter in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and tune in next time for another episode of the Homeschool High School podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Yay!